This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 45, submission 846, Rip Taylor in Time. Rip Taylor and Time aired from October 4th, 1980 to November 8th, 1980 for six episodes on the BBC. And we're going to go directly into the show because, unfortunately, there's nothing existing of this show. No video, no photos, and we've done extensive searching. We just happened to stumble upon this show when we were researching about Rip Taylor for the $1.98 Beauty Show episode. And we found out that he did this in Britain off the popularity of the $1.98 Beauty Show. I didn't realize the $1.98 Beauty Show was popular in Britain. A number of times, shows in the U.S., which didn't really work so well, went to other countries and were popular. We mentioned this in the Manimal and Auto Man episode, where uh, Germany loves Auto Man, which really is unsurprising. Uh, Same with Manimal. Uh, hey, some... hey, Manimal got its own annual in the UK. Yeah, so it must have done something right. Yep. And, and also, ALF is like really big in Germany, but also uh, related to Britain. One failed show in the US that actually garnered enough popularity to become a spoof on the Benny Hill show was a takeoff of future installment. The Monte Carlo Show, starring Patrick Wayne. It was actually spoofed on uh, by Benny Hill called the Monte Carbolic Show. So obviously there, there was some sort of popularity of the Monte Carlo Show in Britain if Benny Hill did a take off of it. And the thing is, it's not unlike what's happened here. Because how many shows have we gotten from overseas? I mean, Downton Abbey, Doctor Who. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the great Britain. Anything involving anything involving anything involving Sharon Horgan. Well, I was also going to say the 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 British Bake Off, the Great British Bake Off. What what about absolutely fabulous? Absolutely fabulous answer. I'm sorry. Oh, I feel bad for saying that. And Chico did it too, so he should feel equally bad. I do, but continue. So in that realm, we had. Britain falling in love with the $1.98 beauty show and specifically Rip Taylor. And what was popular and still is popular uh, in Britain uh, on television? A little show called Doctor Who about traveling through time and space in a TARDIS. Well, somebody at the BBC had the brilliant idea of, hey, let's put Rip Taylor in a sci-fi TV show where he travels through time. Sounds like a brilliant idea, right, guys? Of course. Uh, oh, I don't oh, know. I, oh, it sounds I, like I don't know. It sounds like there's possibilities there. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, Rip Taylor, Time Machine, instant winner. And Rip Taylor, he actually just played a character called Rip. He, it was sort of like the Tony Danza syndrome. Tony Danza plays only characters named Tony... Rip Taylor played a character named Rip. So, you know, why change anything? And going through, uh, doing some deep digging into 
archives and databases. Uh, we found out all six episodes of this show. There's really, in terms of co-stars, nobody really famous you'd know. But we, we found uh, we found capsules of all six episodes. And oh, terrific! Ep- yes, and the first episode, which premiered on October 4th, 1980, was called no nudes is good nudes oh i know oh this is this just screams a good time rip taylor goes back to the 11th century and runs into lady godiva in full undress so he's like the original peeping tom oh and did we tell you that in order for him to get back to modern times his time machine runs on a certain type of fuel. It's Rip Taylor. So guess what type of fuel it is? It's confetti. Shredded paper. <laughs> oh, that's just ridiculous, Mike. A time machine running on confetti. That's what the BBC did. So in order to get back to current times, Rip shreds the Domesday book which is a book describing how to tax people. And remember, why was Lady Godiva running naked through the streets of Coventry? She was protesting taxes. Good on you, Rip. You got back to present day time and Lady Godiva put on a shirt. That makes absolutely no sense. It's the BBC in 1980. It doesn't have to make any sense. This is true. It's very true. Episode two, Rip's Great Depression. Oh. Oh, Oh, this this might hit a little too close to home, uh, given what the stock market has done the last couple weeks. Rip ends up in New York City in October 1929, enjoying the high life with F. Scott Fitzgerald and a harem of flappers. Rip is caught by the feds with bathtub gin during the Prohibition. Whoops. Yeah, whoopsie. So he's trying to avoid the law. And to get back to current times, in order to power the time machine, Rip ends up on Wall Street and Rip shreds thousands of stock certificates, getting back home, but also causing the Great Depression. Oh. Oh. Rip Taylor caused the Great Depression. Who knows what ripple effects he has caused as a result of shredding all these stocks actually fun fact that's where the term ripple effect came from oh very nice i didn't know that oh wow you learned something on this show cool episode three declaration of dependence rip gets caught up at the end of the american revolution Ends up tearing the Declaration of Independence to shreds to get oh. back home, oh. but also causes the United States to fall back under British rule. Oh, no. And supposedly, the true loyalists in Britain absolutely loved this episode. Yay, oh. America's back under British rule. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, it's fiction. Episode four, A Titanic Adventure. Rip ends up finding himself on the Titanic and narrowly escaping disaster by salvaging as many menus from the dining area of the Titanic. <laughs> oh. oh, God. <laughs> and, narrowly like, oh. Es- 
and barely escaping death by drowning. Say it, Greg. I know you have something to say about this episode. <laughs> I just, he just, he just, I need some paper to get back, uh, back, back to modern times and the boat's sinking. What can I do? Oh, well, oh my goodness, there's some menus here. I'm going to rip all the menus. Yeah, there are... must, I mean, the Titanic had like what, 1,500 passengers. So you got to figure there's like 1,500 menus. Yeah, totally. So and it makes they, total sense. And there's no use for the menus. The ship's going to sink anyway. Right. Well, it would have been good if Rip actually took somebody with him. But yeah. Rip, yeah, I mean, that, that would be like one or two less victims. But yeah, at least Rip survived. He got off the boat, barely escaping death by drowning. Unfortunately, guys, Jack Dawson didn't make it. No. No. Did he have? Did he? Did he have to figure out whether Jack and Rose would fit on the door? No. Okay. Episode five. You sank my battleship. Oh boy. I, I, I could already. I could already tell where this is going, and it's scaring me. I'll see him. Well, Rip ends up in 1918 at the conclusion of World War One. I. I was wrong. Okay, continue. Rip celebrates worldwide peace, but is stuck in a confusing post-war era. Rip struggles to survive for over a year, but gets his lucky break in 1919. In 1919, the Treaty of Versailles was signed, and he ends up ripping the Treaty of Versailles to shreds, enabling him to get back home, but also causing mass chaos throughout the world and the resumption of worldwide fighting. Oh, so, boy. Th- thanks yeah. a lot, Rick. Rip. Yeah. Everybody died because of Rip Taylor. Boo. Boo. Well, the last episode, this is sort of an experimental episode. This actually gets into the sci-fi portion in terms of not just time traveling, but actual science fiction. It's episode six, Rip Taylor in Time and Space. Rip fights the Space Cats in the year 2010 and rips up an intergalactic treaty to power the time machine so he can get back to modern times. Modern times being 1980. Yes, that's so prophetic. 2010? Space Cats? So now now we know where Bill Hader and Andy Samberg got the idea for Laser Cats. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Cats in outer space fighting in an intergalactic war? That's that's even goofy for the BBC. And they've done, you know, frigging Doctor Who now for going on 60 years. Well, you know, Doctor Who is known for being goofy. Combine that with the goofiness of Rip Taylor and it's extra extra goofy. The space cat. Boy, I wonder how TC and Benoodles would feel about this. Hey, girls, how do you feel about space cats? Oh, TC's asleep on the couch. Oh, TC's giving me a glare. She doesn't like the idea of space cats. She doesn't like space cats? Go back to sleep. I'm sorry, but uh, TC. No space cats for TC. Oh. Yeah. See, unfortunately, this uh, show ended up not surviving. There's no footage. As I said, uh, we had to go through some archives and databases to find some uh, information about this show. 
Yeah, unfortunately, Ian Levine was too busy saving some of the 1960s episodes of Doctor Who than to bother trying to save this show. Well, can you blame him? I mean, this lasted six episodes, and Doctor Who, as I mentioned, is going on almost 60 years, 57 years at this point. Hey, so you got tr- to prioritize. Yeah. Although, I, I'll be honest, I would like to trade whatever existing parts of the Daleks master plan exists just to see one episode of this show. Well, maybe, maybe it's buried in a landfill in Sheboygan. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably somewhere in the English channel, unfortunately with the feast of Steven, or maybe they recorded over it. They needed to get an episode of, of some TV show that we don't care about, like countdown or I know it's, that, that, that's channel four not bbc but yeah yeah they, they needed to record some crappy game show with bruce foresight they needed to recycle the tapes for the generation game i will not have you bad about the good name of bruce foresight good sir uh, i'll i'll ask for forgiveness after we record this episode speaking of that chico do you have anything nice to say about this Rip Taylor in time. Rip Taylor ripping up documents for confetti, causing ripples along the space-time continuum that would have to undoubtedly be fixed by another time-traveling BBC resident. In 1980, God help us, it was a thing on TV. Indeed it was. Don't forget, we have all our past episodes and all our social media links, our contact information. It's all at itwasathingontv.com. Go there, listen to the prior episodes. Yeah, occupy your time. I know a lot of us are stuck at home uh, because of uh, the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, enjoy some past episodes. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two. And uh, also, while you're looking at past episodes, don't forget, please, rate and review us. And uh, like and subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts at. And as always, you know, don't forget to share because, as the kids would say, sharing is caring. And we will be back next week with two new episodes, one which Greg already alluded to in the previous episode. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we're going to have two great episodes next week. As always, you know, thank you to Greg. Thank you to Chico. I'm Mike. And we'll talk to you next week with two more installments of It Was a Thing on TV. Wow! Eight rolls. Yeah, um, everyone, uh, yeah, we know that it's tough times, but we figured you all needed some kind of laugh today. And we are going to give you a real genuine episode, and that's actually going to be released in the next 24 hours. So, yeah, if you, if you liked our little April Fool stunt, or if you didn't, you're going to get a legitimate episode very shortly. Thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it, and we hope this added some levity during these challenging times. And, yes, we did make up all this. Well, mainly me, but... I, I, made, I, made, I made up the episode about the Great Depression. Yeah, you, you, I... I... I, I did not have any say in this. You could probably tell because I was like, what on earth is going on with these two? Yes. 
and that's exactly the truth. It was mainly done by me. Gray helped out a little bit, and Chico had no advanced knowledge. So all the laughing you heard from him, that was legitimate because he didn't know what to expect. And I also added the part about the Titanic and the menus. <laughs> oh, jeez. So what, what else is there on the Titanic to rip up? The sheet music? The captain's I... log? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's script? Oh! <laughs> so we'll be back with the real episode literally within a couple of hours, within 24 hours. Thank you for listening. 